0: OTB GAA One of the fathers was mentioning the cows at half six or seven on the, on the, on the Monday morning they started crying that we just have to win in the county final yesterday Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports
1: BT Sport and Premier Sports
0: We'll talk to Andy Mitten in a little while about Manchester United, the sale of the club and the form of Marcus Rashford. But John Bruin is on the line. Good evening, John.
1: Hello there. How are you?
0: I'm all right. You watching this?
1: Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I was just saying, actually, uh, the atmosphere is very different to what we came across in Qatar. You know, uh, I mean, I, I was at home uh, and um, all a bit happy clappy, wasn't it? Out at the World Cup. And um, all I can hear when when I watch this game is boos and screams and yelps. And it's great to have football back, isn't it? It
0: reminds me a little bit of when football was returning after the London Olympics in 2012. And there was this buzz around Britain of... That's what sports should be, the purity of the Olympic movement. And we're not going to put up with those greedy footballers diving around the place, making all that money, supporters not knowing how to act when they go to stadiums. We're never going back to that world again. And I think I was at Loftus Road for Queen's Park Rangers against Swansea. Swansea won 5-0 on the first day of the season. you. remember the great You scored a hat-trick. Yes. And I noticed from the Queens Park Rangers supporters that day that maybe football wasn't going to change in London post the Olympic Games. And I feel that maybe football post the World Cup is going to be just fine in the Premier League as well. In in a in a week's time, we'll be going. Were Morocco really all that good?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and actually, if you, you cast back ten years, do you remember that they had they had to hold the uh, Community Shield at Villa Park, Chelsea v Man City, and I think that was actually during the final weekend of the Olympics, and they kicked each other off the pitch and they were sendings off and you just thought yeah this is what we do best not yeah stick your Steve Redgrave, stick your Bradley Wiggins this is it this is our league
0: and that's <laughs> what- <laughs> uh, in, in fairness you, you uh, it, City and Liverpool rarely if ever have a bad game we were talking earlier on that we're all going to be amateur psychologists around players returning from the World Cup and the impact it's going to have on them and is Kevin De Bruyne the player he was before he went after letting his country down in the way that he did at the World Cup Finals or is he just delighted to be back at Manchester City around 10 other world class players who'll do whatever he wants them to do whenever he's on the ball and you can probably look at every single player who went there Uh, the one thing that's clear from this is Darwin Nunez is still the same guy who was at the World Cup and the same guy that went to the World Cup
1: yeah, yeah, Darwin is never going to change, is he? Um, uh, a, a wonderful shinner past the post there. Um, hit the post when he was offside. Though, of course, this is a game in which we don't have VAR. So, no one's sure what what offside is anymore because we don't have uh, uh, the computer to take us through that anymore. Um yeah, Darwin Nunes is Darwin Nunes and Erling Haaland scores goals. So, we're back to the orthodoxy as we remember football and and it's funny it's funny Nathan you should say that um, I was actually at Arsenal today uh, hearing from Mikel Arteta and of course he's asked those questions which are you know how do your players come back how do they respond to the world cup and he gave you know what is a, a Mikel Arteta is normally gives quite glib answers but I think this is correct it's like everyone's different really mm. so you will have players like Ben White that left the world cup early for reasons undisclosed um, they've, they're obviously suffering the loss of Gabriel Jesus, which is a big loss to them. But then they will have had other players that have starred at the World Cup and come back, and you know Saka would be one. And how, how will that affect players? We don't know, because this has never happened before. This is the thing.
0: So talk to us about Mikel Arteta then Because we are kind of reminding ourselves As to what football was like And where where we were And Arsenal uh, are top of the Premier League And they are five points clear Of Manchester City at the top of the Premier League But they are the big losers out of the World Cup Because Gabriel Jesus is The most obvious uh, Injured player to return Out for potentially three months And nobody quite trusted Arsenal I think in the first place how has Arteta responded? Are, are they going to go and buy in January? Is he hinted at that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, again, again, as I was saying, Mikel Arteta doesn't really answer questions uh, either positively or negatively. But the inference is that he wants to squad to be. Um, to be extended. It needs to be strengthening even before you lose Gabriel Jesus, who he said he wasn't going to put a timescale on because I think you've probably read the report, so if you'll say he'll be back in mid-February, um, if I'd been eager, eagle-eyed enough, I would have seen him limping around the, the training ground today because I saw a picture later on, still in, um, a, if not a cast, he's still certainly bearing the effects of the surgery he's had. Um, yeah, uh, that does appear to be the picture, but... The thing is with Arsenal is, uh, I think there's a statistic going around that Arsenal's first 11 have played the most of any team in the Premier League with those 14 games that they played before the break came. And that that figure, 14 games. Think back, Nathan, to teams that have led the league after 14 years in the Premier League. I still remember in the season Manchester United won the treble, Aston Villa streaked away at the start Mm. of that season. I remember a season... Not not necessarily the Newcastle season when they lost the league. The season before, I think they won the first ten games. So we were actually quite early on in the season. Um, it was a, it felt to Arsenal, and I spent saw a few Arsenal games towards the end of that that run that they they were almost trying to get over the finishing line and felt that they had a chance if they got there. And actually, their record at the start of the season, they only dropped four points. That's fantastic. Um, but that Jesus thing is such a big problem. And they're linked to um, the Ukrainian guy, um, Shaksa Donetsk. Uh, forgive me for, for not remembering his name, uh, but there's a 100 million euros is the price tag. Uh, and that's the player they're most linked with. I would suggest that that possibly might not come off, um, though there is some talk that uh, actually from Ukraine, um I believe the story is uh that one of the, the it in, in Ukraine it's expected he's supposed to go to Arsenal, but Arsenal are bit being a bit coy about it. Let's see. Let's see. Um Mikhail Modric. That's the guy. Sorry, I'm glad you got to pronounce it for me. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I, I believe but back in Ukraine, they're fairly certain he's going to Arsenal. Um Arsenal are quite coy and are sort of dampening down that. Um I don't expect they're going to pay €100 million euros because, unfortunately, despite Sheffield's rather embattled um, state of affairs, I don't think they're going to be able to command that €100 million. Um So that's a player that we might expect to see come in. But you might say that they need ballast in midfield, maybe in defence. Um, William Saliba is a player that's come a long way. He actually only played 30 minutes in the World Cup, but... Um, how does he respond? to so just being sat on the bench for mm. you know for a month, um, but yeah, Arsenal—the story really, aren't they? I mean, obviously we're looking at Manchester City, uh, at who will be Manchester City that we expect, but um, Arsenal winning, putting a challenge into the league—I think that's been a really refreshing part of the season that we had. Can it continue? I'm not that sure.
0: Uh, well, Manchester City are. Being the Manchester City that we expect right now because they've just gone back in front against Liverpool yet again, it uh, is Nathan Aki who was sort of headed slash shouldered the ball into the back of the net Liverpool switched off from a corner kick Jordan Henderson has just come on as a sub you can see he was annoyed that nobody came out with him Kevin De Bruyne played one of those short corners he got the ball back he would loads of time to whip in across to the back post and Aki was coming in late nobody picked him up and Manchester City for the third time in this game are in front once again almost an hour gone at the Etihad Manchester City 3 Liverpool 2 uh, it's an interesting point that there are only 14 games gone and maybe it's because we've become so accustomed to City and Liverpool making fast starts and not slowing down that we feel that's the norm but it probably is that Arsenal are just like many teams we've seen through the years that have gone on a brilliant run and then once the pressure comes on they haven't played a game where the title is on the line as of yet and when was the last time was it the Leicester title winning season that was the last time Arsenal would have played games when the title was on the line so there were an enormous amount of questions over them.
1: Yeah and they actually won that Leicester game didn't they Mm. and then blew it from there. Yeah I mean I, th- I think it's maybe a little unfair to, to, to suggest that Arsenal are going to blow it because, I, in, in in watching Arsenal this this season, I've seen something in them that I haven't seen for a long time, not since the end of the uh, you know the the two thousands decade. Let's say that. that that there is a spirit there. I think um, it would be a shame, wouldn't it, to consider that Mikel Arteta got Arsenal back to where they want to be for just fourteen games, and then the World Cup intervened and stopped that. I, I do think there's a there's a steely determination there. But, of course, what you're talking about, in fact, um, he will celebrate only two years in the job, and that's his first job. This is his first season, really. Um, challenging for anything like that. Let's see how he goes. But I, I think it's good for the Premier League to have Arsenal about. Manchester City and Liverpool is that great modern rivalry. Um, watching this game as I am, I wouldn't say Liverpool's defending is the best, but then again... Uh, there's a few injuries there I think Well, Um, Van
0: Dijk hasn't returned to training yet obviously Canate hasn't returned from the World Cup as of yet just on Arteta then and and his press conferences and uh, the bit of insight you might have into what you see which by the sounds of it isn't a lot like it's a nice thing for him to be seen as the Pep Guardiola protege because of the success that Guardiola's had in terms of his temperament in how he deals with the media how he deals with the stress of preparing for games what's he like?
1: Um, Yeah, well, it's funny, actually, because today uh, he was asked about, because, of course, on Boxing Day, uh, they they face um, West Ham. Now, West Ham's manager is David Moyes, a mentor for um, Mikel Arteta, and uh, he said he learned a lot from. Now, you wouldn't say you'd see a lot of Mikel Arteta, uh, a lot of David Moyes and Mikel Arteta, but then again, There is that flintiness, that determination, that not suffering fools gladly. You also get that from Pep Guardiola as well. Um, And also, David Moyes, a few people, is quite a self-assured character as well. And he's quite willing to, you know, if you ask him a silly question, uh, you aren't going to get much of a reply other than, you know, that was a silly question. Um, He's fairly firm. Um, He won't give much away. Uh, He often gives the same answer to the same question uh, that he's asked I mean I think all managers do that don't they I think Arteta um, is an impressive character I think uh, if you speak to the journalists that have been around the club for, for well the last few years I mean obviously you had Unai Emery which was I mean Unai Emery we we know he's a good manager um, and it almost felt that, like he was a misfire for that club because of his um, the comparison you would make with him and Arsene Wenger with relations with the media Um And, of course, another manager, of course, Arteta works under, is Wenger. Now, he's not like Wenger at all, because you could ask Wenger any question on any subject, and he would give you a fairly full answer. Um, I think today, uh, Mikel Arteta was asked about the FIFA Club World Cup, 24 teams, and he just said he had no opinion on it. (laughs) Now, um, so, (laughs) it's as simple as that. Fair enough. if you said... (laughs) No, well, and actually... I don't have an opinion on it either. I don't know about you, Nathan. But um, it, 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 it's it, it, we'll see, won't we? That That's pretty much the point of view. But um, Arsene Wenger... Um, well, Arsene Wenger probably actually planned the FIFA Club World Cup as we think about it these days. But um, if that had been in the Wenger days, you would have got a long answer in Unai Emery days. Well, unfortunately, that didn't really work. Hopefully, he's going to be a little better at that. Now he's uh, back in English football. But... Um, Yeah, I I think Arteta's an impressive character. He's a a young manager. um, And, uh, you know, uh, he is very assured of himself and very assured of the direction he's going in. Um, And uh, in today's... He actually closed today talking about what a great relationship he has with the Kronka family, who, of course, are the owners. Um, Now, uh, you wouldn't say they're the most popular owners among the the, uh, Arsenal uh, fandom So I felt that was an interesting point, but I'm told that that's the usual way of things. He has a good relationship. And if you think about it, um, in the way that Arsenal's been restructured over the last couple of years in which Edu is director of football, Artes has a great deal of control in a fashion that, funnily enough, Arsene Wenger didn't have towards the end of his time when he was Arsenal manager. If you recall, they started inserting all these directors of football. They started putting in... um, a very scouting chiefs and all this around him. Well, he looked bemused. Arteta has been able to say, well, I want this, I want that, I'm prepared to work with this person. So a lot of faith has been placed in him. He's delivered so far this season. Um, the big question that all of us are going to have to ask when he play against West Ham, when he play against um, Brighton on New Year's Eve, is can they do it without Gabriel Jesus? Now, Gabriel Jesus hadn't scored for 10 games. Mm. But, I, but I tell you, I mean, you've seen the games, I know, uh he really does set the tempo for them. The player he actually reminds me of, uh, of a team that, another team that ran away with the league at the start of a season, um, Leicester with Jamie Vardy. You know, that sort of that ability to press from the front, chase, Harry.
0: There's a bit of the dog in him. Like he wants to fight for yeah. it, wants to get stuck in.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's that type of player. Um, and funny enough, you, you made the comparison to Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola, we didn't see that player, did we really at Manchester City. Um Arteta has released the dog in Gabriel Jesus, which su- suggests that there is something different about him as a manager. And uh, there is that quite hard edge I think to Arsenal at the moment. I mean it's not quite, you know, the, the, the Adams bold Keown standard. No. But, you know, in Gabriel and uh, William Saliba there's a hard hard players there. I mean, Xhaka, we know, is something of a bit of an amateur hard man. But, funny enough, he's been taken out of that firing line a bit, hasn't he? been pushed a bit forward. Um, I think, actually, he's constructed a good team. Uh, you know, you've got a player like, uh, players like uh, Martinelli, um, um, who, you know, is 21, but such a key player to them. On the other side, you've got Saka, who you forget is only 21. He's playing like a veteran and, uh, you know, was so important for England during the World Cup. Um Yeah, I find myself singing the praises of Arsenal. I think. If they can find a solution to the Jesus thing, they could be okay. But that's a really big if for me. Football on Off The Ball.
0: With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports,
1: BT Sport and Premier Sports.
0: Well, they've only lost one game all season, which was a game against Manchester United, which in the VAR review that came out yesterday, they admitted that they got the big decision (laughs) in that game wrong and that Arsenal's early goal in that match should have been allowed. And I think a lot of the criticism of that, performance and maybe that they had a very high line and they were naive and all that was probably a little bit over the top uh, I can't believe we're burying the lead the big breaking news of oh. the evening FIFA investigating how celebrity chef Saltbey and a number of other people gained and I quote undue access to the pitch at the end of the World Cup final in Qatar Saltbe, the Turkish chef was pictured holding and kissing the World Cup trophy while celebrating with Argentina players after the win over to France FIFA rules state the trophy can only be held by a very select group of people, including tournament winners, FIFA officials, and heads of state. And I guess they just don't put it down in writing, but also friends of Gianni Infantino.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know I do, if you've seen this line, that um, that he's been unfollowed, I think, mm. on Instagram, by Gianni Infantino, which seems like a fairly uh, felling blow to that, that long relationship you've had. I'm sure you've seen the video, Oh, he he loved that steak. I think he calls him a genius. I think, doesn't he? Well, you know, this guy is a genius. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't understand this thing. I don't know. I I I I'm not that okay with cuts of beef. I'm not really sure what a tomahawk steak is. Uh, I did actually watch a YouTube video of the gold leafing thing to see what it was all about. Still don't understand it. Um, I, if if that's is that what is modern fame? Is this a story? Is most... this
0: is this an is this an actual problem for Gianni Infantino?
1: Well, I suppose uh, if you think about it, I suppose it's that idea of grace and favor, cronyism, um, something of which, of course, Again, is,
0: is that a problem for Gianni Infantino?
1: <laughs> well, well, well. Considering he was brought in as the great reformer, you would it uh, could take it back to twenty fifteen, then it might've been a problem then, but we've seen how Gianni Infantino operates, which is he operates like any FIFA president has operated for the last, well, I think since FIFA has been in, in business, I would suggest, um, is it a problem for Gianni Infantino? It's embarrassing. Uh, and it, it, it's funny, isn't it? That his, we began with him feeling various things, uh, and we end up with him, uh, feeling a little bit humiliated by his choice of friends. Um, And, uh, you know, sometimes you can hold a party and invite the wrong friend and everyone's going to ask, who is that weird guy you invited along? Uh, And and it seems like um, Lionel Messi and Angel Di Maria certainly felt that. Um, I mean, it is incredible, isn't it? Uh, This guy, this hanger-on, this Instagram guy, you know. um, Just amazing. Um, Maybe... Uh, there could have been a crypto guy hanging around if crypto hadn't crashed, you know, not that just that little bit before. I mean, th- this is it. I mean, who knows? Uh, but you know, Salt Bay was the flavour of the month to, put, to, to, to pun you away there.
0: Well, we shall leave it there, John. I, 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 I'm just not quick-witted enough to come up with something to go along with it. But John Broome, great stuff as always. Cheers. Oh, good talk to you. Happy Christmas.
1: Yes and to you And the listeners All the best
0: Manchester City 3 Liverpool 2 70 minutes gone At the Etihad. Andy Mitten is on the way next Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love In one place Across Sky Sports BT Sport And Premier Sports